When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. start this show in a thousand different places. Penn State put something on film we haven't seen yet so far this season. A complete football game. The offense, the defense, the running game. They dominated Maryland, which is not surprising because that's what they do. They dominate Maryland. But uh, it is surprising given we have not seen Penn State do that at any point so far this season. This is the BWI Live postgame show. We are joined by Sean Fitz. Excited to have him on the show, but we are joined by you. Your thoughts, your comments. This conversation uh, runs through you tonight. Penn State, did the light come on for Drew Aller? I have I have uh, four or five of those uh, thoughts and questions coming up today, but Fitz, let's get your opening thoughts about Penn State Maryland. Uh, what did you think of that game? Hey, football's fun sometimes, right? Like right. if you're on this side of it, like watching it, covering it, whatever. Um, you know, we talk about the difference in, you know, the last couple of weeks. And you you think with points come hope and come purpose. And they did today. And Penn State yeah. was able to do what they were supposed to do against Maryland. Like this is a game that you're predicting in a couple of weeks ago. And you're thinking Penn State, you know, should feel pretty good at keeping Maryland at, at length. Um, but they were able to do pretty much what they whatever they were able to do, thanks to dominating up front on both sides of the ball. And by the way, there's a passing game. Who saw that yeah. one coming? Yeah, and they got a hot start. Like all the things, all the buzzword conversations. They threw the, the Greg here with holy downfield passes, Batman, who drew up that passing game. Listen, it is we're now officially jokes. on tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's on tape. You can't play cover one or cover zero against Drew Aller now. That was the, the thing we talked about last week was some of the stuff that Indiana did. They gave them opportunities without parking a safety in the middle of the field all the time. And in the last two games, these two teams have challenged Penn State to throw the ball down the field. And Drew Aller absolutely made them pay for it. 25-34, 240 yards, 74% completion percentage, and four touchdowns, three in the first half. They won the game in the first half, Fitz. They have not done that this year. Another first for the Dittany Lions. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just, you looked everywhere you looked, there was firsts of, I mean, Dante Cephas, like, he, he, yep. I, I'm not, I don't want to play the where's that been all season, but like, he looked like a different player. Like, it wasn't a situation where he was, I don't think he was being utilized correct. He just looked like a different player. And sometimes yeah. you find that level and that's, that's where you go. And that's what comes with confidence. You look at that first touchdown grab that he made, which, by the way, Drew, Drew Aller's ball placement today, I mean, I, it has not been mm. better. Like it, and I don't, I don't think that's a situation where you go back and look at the tape and, and, you know, like your eyes showed you a lot more today uh, than probably you were, anybody was expecting, but uh, to get the confidence, to get rolling, to score 14 points in the first quarter, which is something that's just been evading them for, for a long, long time. I mean, it's going to make everybody confident. 
Like you look at that defense, defense didn't have their best day, but like they were in a position to do exactly what they needed to do to set the offense up. And and yeah. I don't want to throw the C word out there, but they, they were a bit complimentary today. It was very nice to see. <laughs> it was interesting the way things worked out and just like a quick and dirty analysis of what happened in the first half was Penn State was playing a lot of cover two because as we said on Friday, Maryland throws so many screens, so many, and you saw it today. So many screens. So when you play cover two, your corners are in the flat, and you can attack those. Uh, but for Talia Tungavaloa, who's a good quarterback, he's able to dissect the underneath passing game, throw, and that's how you get 17 and 17, on top of the fact that in those man-covered situations when they didn't get pressure, Maryland has good receivers. He's good on the run. And that led to, I think, kind of hollow yards because they didn't get points fits like as much as they did move the ball in the first half the fourth down stop was huge early um the punt changed the the tectonics of the first half where they were able to get that touchdown but every time they got a drive put together penn state was able to snuff it out at some point so uh, you mentioned complimentary football I, I thought the the defense despite giving up some of those passing yards 286 yards most in this game i didn't think they played poorly do, do you disagree with that or do you think that like that was by design giving them a little bit of those yards i i think by design you gave some of that they sat back in that zone and maryland to their credit found not only found some places but uh caden prather made some really nice catches yes. i mean just like dude, came out and showed that he's a he's a really good football player but at the same time i mean that bar for penn state's defense is so high like yeah we're dissecting it at a different level here like i i think that that's what you can go to and you look at the rushing stats and i know i i hate i hate college rushing stats right? because the sacks are uh put into it but it's still pretty funny to look and see negative 49 yards on the ground uh for maryland of course penn state six sacks um you know limited them 40 to, to or lost 47 yards on those sacks and had 12 tackles for loss just a a, a pretty dominant uh, performance for us to come out and sort of dissect the defense and say, Hey, was the defense any good today? So <laughs> if you're, you're going to be in that spot, like, Hey, this is a good place to be on a Saturday night. Uh, Steven light says definitely makes me a happy camper this weekend. Lots of happier comments this week. Yes. Things had been very contentious even after wins on the post game show fits. I know this is your first time here. I'm excited to have you here so that we can get to, and I can sift through some of these, uh, comments so that I'm not reading things and putting them blindly on air, which has made me terrified over the last couple of weeks. Uh, David Greeter says, fire your Just kidding. Drew looked like what Drew was supposed to be all year. Tight ends and Dante made a huge difference. Defense is not legal. Um, what's the deal with Nick Singleton? That's where he's going to end that comment, but I want to shelve that for just a little bit. We almost got through the comment with, <laughs> with all the positives, and then it's like, hey. Still got this guy here. Still got this guy. Great kick return there at the end of the uh, at the end in the fourth quarter, I believe it was, uh, by Singleton. But uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's kind of where you're at with this, right? It's just like how how do I dissect this? How do I make this uh, yeah, get myself into the internet fan uh, mentality when you just played a pretty complete game? Obviously, the issues are not fixed, and they've got Michigan right. coming in this weekend. There's still a right. lot to work on, a lot of things that they need to be aware of when the best team in the big 10 comes in uh, this weekend, no matter what the college football playoff ranking says. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just, you need that. Sometimes you got to get the frustration out and it felt, it felt like Penn state, at least by the second half, you know, putting those fourth quarter turnover, three, three, fourth quarter, three forced fourth quarter turnovers aside, they were flying around out there. Yeah. Copper kettle, brittle, brattle, 
Sure. That was a tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, KJ Johnson. Aller finally played to his level on the road. Five-star throws all day, especially that post to Lambert Smith in the first quarter. Uh, my favorite throw was the touchdown to Tyler Warren in, in the end zone, back of the end zone. Uh, and I put this up with the Blue White Illustrated message board. This is a great reason to join BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, by the way, is because I'm, we're doing all kinds of analysis in-game. They're giving you stuff from the stadium on what's going on with players on the sidelines that you can't see on the TV broadcast. And uh, that throw fits to me was like, it was a game changer from a mental process because that exact same play, different players, that exact same play happened against Indiana. He didn't take that throw and he beat it with his arm. The athletic hubris I've been asking for, be a little more confident, be a little cocky in that arm. And he throws a strike into a tight window where the guy had one step back and he would have not thrown that a week ago. He lasers it in for a touchdown. I agree with that. And also might not have been his best throw to Tyler Warren on that drive. He had a second and right. eight where he fit the ball into a tight, uh, tight little window. Uh, Warren, by the way, should have probably had two touchdowns, maybe maybe a third there at the end. Um, but uh, hey, those Penn State tight ends keep producing 12 touchdowns this year now for tight ends. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty good number, especially when you talk about all the conversations we've had about why isn't the tight end involved? They're there. They, they just find the end zone. So, uh, you know, Tyler Warren, of course, uh, the second touchdown uh, where Drew, they brought in Bo, they did the thing where they did several different <laughs> things. Yeah. Uh, it ends up with Drew sort of uh, improvising, which it's great to see some improvisation. Like it's, yes. it's, I, I understand that, you know, he's, he's got a lot to learn. You've got to drill the, the basic things and the, and the things that you need a first year starter to do. But we've seen him do that at the high school level. So to see a little bit more freedom, to see a little bit more, uh, you know, just uh, ingenuity there, flipping the ball to, T to Theo Johnson there in the end zone. I mean, that that's exactly what you want to see. And it's, it's overdue, but it's exactly what you want to see. Today's show sponsor, by the way, is the Game Time app. I've been going back and forth, Fitz, talking about the Game Time app and like, yo, you want to check out those tickets to go see Michigan. Uh, and then when they lose to Ohio State, Maybe you don't want to go see those. You don't want to buy those tickets just yet because Game Time does uh, their best to absolutely get you the best price to games. They have flash sales that can get you the uh, view of your seats so you know what you're buying and you're buying it with the best possible price. So if you want those tickets, everyone's already moved on. Wait, great, 51-15 Maryland. What about Michigan? Michigan's coming up next. So check out the Game Time app, download it, and use the promo code BWI. That's very important. I'm going to get this up again. Let me find uh, what I'm supposed to tell you here because this is important. This is the details. Uh, download the, the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the promo code BWI for 20% off your first purchase. GameTime.co if you want to go to the website. I'm a, I'm a browser user my, myself. I don't use a lot of apps personally. But the, the Game Time app is awesome because Fitz and I... Now, Fitz more than me is a man about town. He does things. He goes places. I don't go too many places. I don't do too many things. But when I do, I need to know how to find things. And the Game Time app filters by location, uh, event, uh, type of event, you know, genre, comedy, music, football, basketball. You can do it by region and uh, filter in all of those ways. So go check out the Game Time app. And thanks to them for being a sponsor here on the show, Fitz. Yeah, we appreciate the game time app. We appreciate any time that you can get out uh, get out to those games and and use the game time app. And we appreciate uh, them being with us in the post game show, just like we appreciate you being our meat shield every week here on the post game show. T Frank, I I come on when it's fun, and I'll, obviously I'm not at the game, so that's that's why I'm that's why I'm here. But uh, it's good to it's good to feel a different vibe here. 
it's going to be an interest. I'm ready for it next week. I'm, I'm prepared. I am hardened. I have been in the fire all year long. The Michigan game is coming up. I can't wait to hear all of the things that happen from now until then. It's going to be super interesting. But let's stick here on this game for just a little bit longer before we start to preview Michigan. We, I think we can talk a little bit about it. Um, <laughs> Wes, you know you're, you're pushing the line. I tell Wes every week, at least just don't swear so I can put your comments on there. And he says, at least Maryland bleeping sucks. <laughs> hey, Fitz. So, Wes, happy to have you here as well. Thanks, Wes. Um, uh, can I say one thing? Like, sure. Maryland not as bad as Maryland teams in the past. I think they've done a nice job of of getting talent in certain spots. I mentioned Prather a little bit earlier. Those wide receivers I thought were very good. Uh, and Tungavailoa uh, just up against it, but nearly. Per- I don't know if you watched the broadcast in the first half. They mentioned this once or twice, but nearly perfect in the first half. Um, yeah. But uh, they've they've got some players, and and I don't think they played their worst. I think they've they've. They have played worst in the last couple of weeks, yeah. um, but Penn State, I think, just did a nice job of keeping them at bay and and basically dictating the process of the game. And I, I think that that needs to be said. Like Maryland's not a, a dumpster fire. Um, it it could turn to that. Like they could yeah. find themselves in that position down the stretch, but because uh, their schedule's not not easy. Um, but they, I, I don't think this was a situation of Maryland just being complete garbage in the sense that Penn State won this game because of it. Yeah, they went toe-to-toe and were pretty close with uh, Penn State. That scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry that. That, was, that was unexpected. Uh, they, they played hard. One of the things that we came into this game, especially early in the, uh, in the tailgate show earlier today with Aeneas Hawkins, we said, if you get up early, can you demoralize this team? Because they're 0-3. You saw them kind of the shoulders slump once Ohio State got it going in the second half. Can you make that? Can you do that to them in this game? And really, it from a from the offensive perspective anyway, I don't think that ever happened. In the first half, they, they really played up to Penn State. Uh, and, and the level, they just didn't get points, which is uh, not great. And also, uh, then in the second half, Penn State's defense adjusted, and that was kind of the end of that. Uh, Ryan says Aller's willingness to run when it was there was important. Finally, a five star and played uh, loose. I, I would agree. The the just generally Drew Aller made good decisions this week. Fits. It didn't feel like he was uh, tripping over his own toes in a hurry to do stuff. It felt like he was poised and was willing to do things he hasn't done in the past. If he's able to do that, is that a thing? And I'll ask the first looking forward question. If he plays like today, does Penn State have a puncher's chance against a team that has so much physical talent that uh, Michigan does? Yeah, the the windows are going to be smaller. Like, obviously, Michigan, uh, much, like better at Maryland in, in every way, basically. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, but the, the windows are going to be smaller. He's going to have that opportunity, though, because, I mean, it, it, it's it's a different guy than we saw against Ohio State, a different guy than we even saw last week against Indiana. And, and even some of those wins in September, like you're just kind of like, get me there, get me to the end. And today it did not seem like that. He's checking down. I mean, you and I had the the little, uh, you know, back and forth about the the third and two where yeah. they ran the smash fade to, to Keandre Lambert Smith. Find yeah. the matchup, exploit the matchup. Didn't get it, but at the same time, I mean, that's that's the right call. Like that yeah. that that is what you want to see from your quarterback who who finds that uh, that open spot and goes with it. So I, I think that was the big thing to take away from it. He was he was accurate. I mean, he was uh, the, the the ball placement was. Night and day, I guess we could say that, you know, compared to what it's been. Um, yeah. So, like, I think it just uh, 
visual steps forward. Like you could see the things that he has improved on or the, the things that he needed to improve on. He took care of it. Again, does it fix everything? Absolutely not. But at the same time, I mean, you, you were looking for crumbs and you found the whole piece of bread there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I mean, it's so relieving. No, I love that. That was perfect. You, the, the, the play call, the play caller looks so much better when the execution works. So <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, just a quick process thing. They started with Keandre Lambert Smith in the backfield. So he motions into the slot. You have him on the hash as the slot receiver. To me, that's the whole concept of the offense. They've been trying to get at all year is get Keandre Lambert Smith in the slot and let him attack the defense. And in this situation against that team that was going to play such aggressive man coverage, that's where Penn State has been trying to get some of these big plays all year. And I agree. It was it was a great concept. It was a it was a great play to call. You got to execute it. And in those situations, I thought from the Mike Yersich side of things, you look a lot smarter when the things you dial up, the quarterback actually takes it. And I'm happy that finally, I've been saying all year, his eyes are good. He knows where to look. He's just not throwing the football. And finally, he's throwing the football to the concepts that Mike Yersich is dialing up for him, Fitz. We're not going to talk about the interception leading to everything, right? I, I can't do that. No, again. like I, no. don't, I don't. I don't want to do that again. Like that's that that's the this is that's not how any of this works. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you just look looser. You you find where the spots goes to go. Uh, people were talking about the tight ends here in the chat. They're absolutely right. I mean, those guys uh, and blocking too. Like the I haven't obviously I haven't watched the game back, but they were yeah. you know getting after it as blockers as well. So I think that there's there's a lot to there's a lot to like on this. Again, we're, I don't think you're going to get over the moon, but if you're a Penn State fan, there's hope there. And that's yeah. that's something that's been missing the last couple of weeks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Larry, he's back. He says, different Aller, even though we didn't hit on a big play. Uh, but the threat and possibility of going down that road is big. I So, I think Larry's talking about, like, an actual deep shot where it's 30 yards down the field today. Um, in cover zero situations, you might not always get that. And that's, again, that was a huge part of the game today for, um, for Maryland is they bring a lot of pressure. So you don't have necessarily a lot of time to get downfield to do that. I, I do think that that is a part of the conversation with some, he, which, which, uh, which Tyler Warren drop was it where he put it perfectly in his hands and it was a touchdown. Was that a 30 yarder where that should that have been down the field? I don't, I, I mean, that was another cover zero. Yeah, essentially a smash fade, basically. And he put it there. And 
honestly, I thought uh, like on first watch, you thought it was maybe a little bit out of his, yeah, that was right in his hands. That's uh, it's got to be one that he catches. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, those are the, those are the matchups you're going to look to. And and Michigan traditionally has trusted their guys on the outside to play that cover zero, yeah. cover one, do whatever. You know, I know a lot of that was Don Brown, but at the same time, they still trust those guys to do that. And if you have that opportunity to, to to try and take that advantage, and your receivers are making plays on the ball, Keandre Lambert Smith, Cephas, uh, you see here that uh, Keandre Lambert Smith did get back in the game after jamming yeah. his knee into the helmet or the turf or, or whatever it was there late in the game. So that's that's a good thing. I mean, we've talked so often about how much Trey Wallace has missed, but Cephas steps up, does the right thing, does the right thing not only like on the touchdowns, but like in between those plays. And there were, you yep. know, it was it was actually funny. I believe the first or second drive of the game, he's blocking downfield on a slant. Can't do that. But then all of a sudden turns around and makes some, some really good plays yeah. as blocker, as a guy that, uh, you know, was running some, uh, I, I would say option, I would say option routes, but I haven't looked it back. Like he, he yeah. looked like he was, he looked like he was processing faster. And really that's yes. been the issue for him so fast, so far this season is you either play fast or you process. There's no one or the, like it was one or the other. He looked like he was doing a little bit of both today. And that's, that's encouraging to see, don't know if he's breaking out or anything like that, but that's certainly like the most vis visible progress that we've seen from him so far. And you got you finally got to see why everyone was so excited about him as a football player, because when you're not thinking, you can see how fast he is, how elusive and electric and a good route runner he is, and that short airy quickness. He and Keandre Lambert-Smith are similar in certain aspects, and having two of those guys out there who are hard to guard I think Cephas brings a little more physicality to the position, and it's just that, that balance to the offense. If he's able to continue to do that, that is legitimately now they have they can run their 12 personnel and have it be dangerous because if you don't have those threats on the outside to balance the big formations, Theo Johnson in the slot can do certain things for you. Putting a receiver at X or a tight end at X can do certain things for you, but if you don't have legitimate speed out there, it does bog down the offense. And if, you know, that's a positive step forward. It's going to be hard next week. Uh, that's for sure. Eli says, great win today. T Frank, we saw the bow package today. Is that the only variation or are there more variants? Um, have you been watching Loki talking to me about all these variants? The Rojas is legit. Can't wait to see more. Um, I'm imagining there's a little more to the, to the bow preview package than what we saw, but I think you saw the idea and the concept, which is what you see at the end of the game. Like yeah. he and drew in there are, is going to be fun time trickeration, but really the meat of the bow perbula package is we have an extra hat in the run game, right? Fitz. Absolutely. And, and put it on tape for Michigan to, to, to figure out what they have to do. But like, you, you just see things opening up and you, and you saw things opening up for drew in the run game as well. Like there were times, I mean, Maryland was like saying, go ahead, do it, do it. We dare you. And then he takes off for a quarterback draw with five guys in the box. Like, yeah, I know we've said that's all that's there all year. Or like that opportunity has been all there that, that year. Boy, I'm struggling. Um, I know we've said that that opportunity has been there all year, but not that not five guys in the box where they're yeah. daring you just to take off. And he took off. He did some nice things and obviously protect the football is the number one thing that he can do in that situation. But like, it's going to put guys on their heels. Like it's not a situation where you're scared of him running, but the threat of him running is, is a different animal. So putting Bo in there, obviously, you know, it, it, it makes you a little bit more loose on defense. And when you're loose on defense, you lose assignments. And that's where, you get tight ends, you get Khalil Dinkins on a fourth down running wide open. You know, that, that, yeah. that's really, that's where you find yourself in with this package. And as we said, it's not so much the player as it is the threat of the, uh, the, the running quarterback. 
For sure. And I want to follow up here with a quick conversation about Tony Rojas. There were so many things and hits things to, to hit on today on the postgame show. I hope we don't forget any of the great players that played today. Shout out here as I randomly think about it. Keon Wiley was in the game in like I think the third quarter and was excellent on the play that I saw where he got a free rusher and, and hit the quarterback. But Tony Rojas, legit. That is absolutely correct. I I maybe this is a hot take. I don't think it is at this point. I've been watching him slowly progress and the quickness and the decisiveness he has. He should be the next number eleven. Like he's the next sticks. Because he has the aggressiveness and the speed to be a difference maker as a linebacker. And I just think like he's super fun to watch. He certainly does. And I think it's very uh, it's worth pointing out that Penn State, because of the situation that they're in at linebacker, because of the, the guys that are healthy, they've been able to bring him along at the speed that gets him to where he's at right now. Yeah. And maybe you see a little bit more of that over the last third of the season. Um, but I think he's coming along at the right time. You know, there's always that that debate of whether, you know, you throw a guy too, in too early. Does that hurt his progress? Penn State's not in danger of that right now. Penn State got Rojas out there. They got Jameel Lyons out there. That red shirt is gone. That is a situation where they wanted to play him, and then they did a good job, which made them or allowed them to keep Amin Vanover on the sideline. Chop Robinson was never playing in this game, but it, it allowed you to keep Amin Vanover on the sideline, get an extra week of getting better. Like I said, coming out of practice the other night, there was just something a little bit off about Amin's reps and, and things like that. So yeah. get him healthier, get him where he needs to be. And I will say, Chop Robinson going through warmups. I know he was not going to play. He was actually not on the travel roster. They got a waiver for him to travel. Um, but him just being out there is a great sign. I, I don't know if he'll be back next week, but considering where we've heard things may go in this direction, it, it's a great sign to see him out there. Yeah, absolutely. And once again, you're going to need your fastball against one of the best teams in the country. Larry straight trolling in the chat. He said it all leads back to the in interception. Admit it, Larry, don't tell me what to do. Best way to get me to do the opposite is to tell me what to do. Uh, and Wes says was Underwood watching today. I thought this was also a troll. And then I put the connection. Bryce Underwood, I think, is who he's talking about. Fitz, this is a great conversation for us to have here, which is, not Bryce Underwood, but if you want good quarterbacks to come to your program, you got to have good quarterbacks playing good and have it be fun to watch. And today was, I know it's 240 yards, but four touchdowns and being surgical the way Drew was, like that is a great recruiting tool. Correct. Uh, James Franklin was at Malik Washington's game last night, Archbishop Spalding. That's a guy that uh, Penn State's been really heavily after. Of course, Bryce Underwood is the guy that you mentioned here. Um, he uh, is like he visited, I believe, for the whiteout, and he's got a close relationship with Danny O'Brien. I think Penn State's in it. I don't think they land him, but I think he's in it. And then, of course, the other night offered Matt Zollers, the in-state quarterback at Spring Ford, who had a really good game on Friday night as well. So, you know, there's appeal there. Like it's it's a it's a long way to go in this 25 cycle, especially because Washington does not seem like he's in a rush to do anything. Zollers does not seem like he's in a rush to do anything. They're still in the playoffs there, um, but it's going to be appealing, I think. Like I and, yeah. and these are the these are the tapes to show. And Washington was I, I haven't followed up with any of the Maryland guys. Washington was supposed to be at the game today. I don't know if he showed up or not, but that's a pretty good one to have uh, with uh, with the performance that Drew had. Yeah, and by the way, uh, when Fitz does find out, I have a feeling that that information is going to be at bluewhiteillustrated.com on the message board, which you can only get if you sign up. Subscribe to bluewhiteillustrated.com so you can get this information. You can have these conversations with us all the time. People message us on the message board. Uh, they uh, We talk in chats and threads and all that stuff, so we, the, the conversation never ends. We just sometimes have it here on the YouTube channel. Greg says, hope, it, hope it's okay to say this, so I, appreci I appreciate you guys. I've always been a passionate Penn State fan, but I'm learning stuff every day. That is the greatest compliment 
you could give us. I love that because here's the thing. Anyone can turn on the camera and talk, but I'm hoping, and I think the evidence speaks for itself, that we actually know what we're talking about here on the post-game show. So if you're having a good time, please like the video. And most importantly, if you know friends that like football like you and they want to learn stuff too, Greg, anyone here in the chat, if you're having a good time, share the video with them so they can watch this with us as well. We love having a great crowd. Um, people happy. It always makes the vibe better fits, as you mentioned. So uh, we're talking to you in the chat if you got any questions. We're not just answering people who give super chats, but I'm uh, ADHD. I see the lights. I see the colors. That's why they get on the screen. It's easier for me to do this and talk to you and talk to Fitz at the same time. What's the next thing that we need to talk about in this game? Because I'm flying 1,000 miles an hour, and I don't want to miss anything. Is there something else that sticks out to you as far as, wow, that was great from Penn State today or something we haven't seen in a while from this team? I need to make a comment to Steven. I am not in an underground bunker here. I am <laughs> legitimately, stereotypically in my mom's basement because I am visiting my parents right now. So uh, that's where I'm coming at you live for. That's why I don't have any of my equipment. That's probably why I sound like shit. But uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at with uh, with that. But I'm out of town uh, for the weekend. I did not go down to Maryland, but uh, I'm not in an underground bunker. Anyway, um, I'm thinking of the run game, like Katron Allen, like, Seeing him push into the end zone there at the end looked like a lot of relief. I, I think we've been saying it for a while. I think this offense runs a little bit better uh, with Katron Allen yeah. than with Nick Singleton. Singleton's still trying to find his footing, but I think Allen, um, pull up the stats right here, but he looks um, 14 for 91. Yeah. I mean, Penn State has not had great individual performances this year in the run game. So you're going to take 14 for 91, six and a half yards per carry. Penn State yeah. averaged 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, Drew Aller, <laughs> 9.8 yards per carry, by the way. Um, great. Everybody saw that one coming. Um, but uh, yeah, I think with uh, with Katron Allen needs to be said, like that's that's got to be your guy going into Michigan. Uh, the If I'm just project, projecting it, I think uh, Katron Allen's going to have a pretty good uh, broken tackle percentage in this game. He was really hard to break bring down. This is one of the things with that. With that front, running against a bare front in a zone scheme, you need to have a guy that's got good vision to find the cutback lanes. And I was just really impressed. There was one time he was heading hard to the front side of a run and almost tried to bubble it over top and then went, wait, nope, that doesn't feel right. Cuts back and he only gets three yards, but it's not a negative play fits. And that is a thing about this offense we talked about. They have to stay on schedule. And when they stayed on schedule, they were able to get chunk runs this week as well because Catron Allen was able to break tackles and it was kind of a sloppy muddy game in the middle with you know bodies all over the place and that's a Catron Allen game to me it's not going to be clean lines and explosive plays it's grinding through guys and six and a half yards per carry he clearly won as many of those as uh, he got into in this game Penn State five of nine on third and shorts today seven of 15 on third down so you know, improvement, like it's it's not the, the best numbers you've ever had. But considering how many plays Penn State ran today to just have 15 first downs is a good sign that they were on schedule for a lot of that. So that was good. Uh, 5.9 yards per carry on third, third down, down too. So, yeah, third down too. Yeah, they um, they did it. They did a really nice job in in sort of ironing out some of the stuff that they needed to work on. And and again, it wasn't a situation where they were completely predictable in third downs. They did some nice things. Mentioned that uh, that little smash fade that they did, but they did some nice things to try and spread the ball around and, and try and break tendencies. And I think that that's, that's really where you're, you're looking to do. And especially if you're putting tape out there ahead of the Michigan game, you, you want to be as diverse as possible. They did a nice job with that. Uh, did we mention tackles for loss? Uh, I, I, 
I don't remember if we did. On 12, offense or defense? Uh, yeah, on defense. Those. 12 of those 12. is pretty good. Yeah, they should do that more often, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I asked James Franklin uh, this week, can you predict turnovers? Do you do you go into a game thinking, like, maybe we'll get 1.2 possessions more in this game, so that changes the... They got four of them. So he said in his response, I'd love to have seven every week. They got pretty close. They got way closer than I expected. Four out of seven ain't bad. I mean, you, yeah. you'll have that. But, I mean, and, and the other thing here is Penn State did not have a turnover, but not in the sense that we've been talking about Penn State not hang, having a turnover. There were balls that were, I don't want to say interceptable, but there were balls that were in doubt, and mm-hmm. that's good to me. Like, that is that is taking yep. a better chance or taking more chances and things like that. So, like, we have talked about that not turning the ball over would be a, has been a detriment to the offense, and I think it has. And And today you didn't really find yourself – in that doubt. And I think that that's a, that's a step forward. If you're looking for those steps forward for the offense, here's a a question that I think is a, is a good forward looking one when it comes to Dante Cephas, obviously a great game today is not enough to build an NFL resume that he would go after one game. But if he continues to play well over the final month of the season and something, you know, however the rest of the season plays out, do you think it is more likely he comes back and we see more of him next year? Uh, and then we can do the chop part next. But like, I think the Cephas one really is the, the question that uh, is, is more interesting to me. Yeah. The, the opportunity is there. I think that's a, that's a, that's a call that he needs to make because he came to Penn state to be a one and done. Like he, yeah. like that's why you go into the transfer portal to play one season, to put your best on tape, and then go to the NFL. But he does have that season available next year, and that is an intriguing situation because Penn State would like him to take it. Like yeah. the Penn State believes that the best version of Dante Cephas isn't the one that they have next year. It's the improvement that he can make with an offseason and come yeah. back next season. So, I mean, that's a situation that's that, that I would label as up in the air. Um, I don't know that there's been any strides made on that, but Penn State, I think, has, has made it clear to him that they want him back next season it's a matter of, of of will Cephas make that decision. Yeah, kind of. I think Hunter Norzad is a good comparison here of a guy that maybe had a similar idea, but when he came to Penn State, it was clear that the best path to the NFL would be if he stayed for a little bit longer. Chop Robinson, I think we kind of answered that one, Wes. Signs are good. No idea right now, uh, you know, if he is going to be back, but you like the positivity of him being on, <laughs> him being there, being dressed and not going to play but still around and I'm going to make a I'm going to make a leap here Fitz still around lights and sounds uh and he seemed fine yeah yeah we're not doctors I'm not going to try not even going to try to diagnose that one or give you a prognosis or anything like that but the sign the, the fact that he was there and he was working out and just doing everything that you would expect him to do is is a tremendous sign I think Mark is in the chat Mark uh Locus he says the biggest concern about facing Michigan has been the run defense. Here we this we're in here. We're in it now. Specifically in the middle of the defense. All right, we're in the thick of the question. How encouraged should we be about today's performance understanding it's Maryland, not Michigan? That is an excellent question mark. I love that question cuz this is all about scheme and it's about personnel and matchup. Penn State was determined to take away the run game today. They were run blitzing from the very beginning of the game. They weren't waiting and sitting back. I've thought Abdul Carter's been a little too passive this year. He's been reading and not reacting the the same way he did last year, but he's got a harder job. This year, they just took it off the plate, and I, I don't know if it was intentional or if this is a step forward for him, but they were throwing their linebackers at the line of scrimmage and basically leaving the RPO to the secondary. And that made Maryland one-dimensional. I don't think you can do that against Michigan. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And Michigan's interior offensive line is going to be a lot better than Maryland's. So, yeah. like, take your positives from today, absolutely. But I don't think that's one that you can look at and say that Penn State is going to solve all of its problems on the interior. And and the interior hasn't been bad. Like, it's not been a situation where they've been diced or anything like that. I think that uh, Zane Durant has, be, has played exceptionally well, yes. you know, for, for being like an undersized guy. Cause I Izzard was in there a few times. Ellie's has, has flashed. Um, you would like to see a little bit more consistency there. I, I know his controller broke there on the touchdown uh, against Maryland. Where <laughs> I, I don't know what happened, but he just, that was a good, to... that was a good shout by you. I didn't see that right away, but that was like, he might as well have just fallen over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you'll have that, but yeah, I mean, as, as much focus as it is on the defensive tackles, um, it's about scheme. It's about, gap yeah. soundness and things of that nature. And it's not really, you know, it's not really the situation that we talked about all, all off season with the, the weight it's about the, yep. um, it's about the assignments and we're going to see, I think a lot of Kobe King next weekend. Um, yep. be interesting to see how much Elston gets in there if he does. Um, but it's going to be a situation where it's, it's going to be execution over just brute strength. You know, uh, Michigan yep. does a really good job. I think Michigan, kind of benefits from the um, the reputation that they have of having a really good offensive line because they have, you know, a, a pretty good offensive line. Um, but the scheme that they run schemes those guys into holes and those guys make the most of it. So it's a really it's a it's a really excellent scheme. And that's that's why they have as much success as they do. We'll be getting into all of that stuff, but I think you make a great point. The weight has been added. They are at the size they are going to be. There isn't I I have not seen a physical deficit from these guys sometimes you get pushed over in a game whether you're double teamed and you lose or you trip on somebody's foot sometimes you end up on the ground but for the most part what i've seen from the penn state defense is they have been the aggressor against even the good def uh, the good the good offensive lines going all the way back to uh the, the game against west virginia to start the year the issue was not they were pushed around they were a little too aggressive. They were not getting their gap because they were too hyped and, and missing the mark. Now they're dialed in, and it's going to be about what, what Fitz just said. It's going to be about scheme, who's in their gap, and who uh, is able to make a play once they are there. And schedule. Kobe, and, ske and staying on, like, yes. getting those guys off schedule is just it's so I can't I can't overemphasize how important it is to get Michigan off schedule because, you know, we can talk about getting road graded on third and two, but if you're not in third and two, like that's a that's the better that's the ideal spot for this defense. So sorry to yeah. cut you off there, but like you got to be first and second down defense on on Michigan. And I just I wanted to give a compliment. I, I talked about Kobe King. He got his own shout out in last week's T Frank's film room. This game, the first run of the third quarter for Maryland, might have been the best run gap uh, responsibility and play from both him and Carter together. Like that was the, that was the linebacker room you've been looking for from those guys. If you're a Penn State fan, that's been begging for Kobe King to be the starter. There was a, I think it was a pin and pull into the boundary. So they're pulling two offensive linemen to the short side of the field, trying to do something that Michigan did to Penn State last year. And not only were they flying downhill on the run key, they then exchanged the gaps properly and bounced it out so that your guy, KJ Winston could make a great play in the flat. So like not only was a great team defense and great team run defense, but it's all about process. It's not just about the result. How did you make it happen? The linebackers were perfect on that play. And that's a great sign with both of those guys feeling like they're getting more locked in here in the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, Carter again, like, uh, 
looking more comfortable. It's going to be a, it's going to be another animal next week, you know, with him. Uh, and you mentioned KJ Winston, great job tackling, especially boy, specifically at, I have a, I have a, that filter by my mic at home that catches all that stuff when I say it though, I don't have it yeah. this time. Uh, but, uh, but specifically before the half went out, keeping those guys inbounds, uh, doing a really nice job, Penn state just looking comfortable. And, and there were some tackling errors, like no doubt about it. The one that set up the touchdown there in the fourth quarter, you, you, you gotta, you gotta get rid of those. But at the same time, like the Penn state had a lot of opportunities for tackles. They made them. Yeah. Dave Greeter says Abdul played his best game of the year. That's what, that's another thing it's going to take. It's interesting. Is it just Maryland? <laughs> it's something about Abdul Carter and Maryland. he, he had one of his best games of the year last year against Maryland. This matchup, they again, they just used him more aggressively today, and he was able to dominate in those situations uh, in the pa in, in the pass rush game as well, where he was able to get a sack, just perfectly timing a blitz in the a gap. That I thought was uh, some of the the best we've seen of Abdul Carter uh, this week. Do you think that next week? you can find some sort of thing to carry over. Cause like we said, the, the scheme and the, the plan is going to change, but I love that aggressiveness. And I just want to see more of that aggressiveness. Cause that's what he needs to do to be that guy. Just like on offense, the margins are going to be smaller. So yeah. like, you're not going to have the opportunity to send him just like with free reign for doing whatever he wants. And that, that kind of sucks. Cause that's, that's what he's best at, like doing that, that whole thing. Um, so I, I think that there's probably not as much that you can do, but, I mean, Manny's there to maximize the individual skills of his players, and that's kind of a skill that you got to utilize if you're going to win a Big Ten uh, or a big-time top-10 matchup game. So I do I do want to have this conversation. I'd like to have this conversation understanding that uh, there's a lot of factors here, but Bradley has asked this a couple times, and I when people – I just want you to know, like, we, we do see these questions. What is wrong with Nick Singleton? Is he injured? Why isn't he as productive as last year? Um, this is something I talked about earlier in the week. Like, I don't have a good un uh, explanation for Nick Singleton not being as productive. Um, I don't think it's a physical thing. You saw him on the kick return. Fitz, if, there is a, if there's a thing that you've seen, do you have an idea about the difference in the productivity between last year and this year? Not particularly. Like I, I, yeah. I, I wish that we could nail that one down because it's been a question for six to eight weeks now. So I, I, I wish there was something that we could pick up that would say, "Hey, he's doing this." But I think if, if we haven't found it, you know, or, I mean that 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 is, that's tough to say. So he, I mean, he's healthy. He's uh, he showed a nice little burst on that kick return and just kind of ran out of space. I think, but at the yeah. same time, it's just it, it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say misleading, but like. We've seen it from him before, and that's probably the most frustrating part. Is yeah. We've seen the best of him and seen what he's been able to do in certain situations. It's just it's not there, and you can't – I don't think you put your finger on it. Yeah, and it comes down to, to me, like there are certain things going on where he's trying to be a more patient back, and we've covered this a thousand times. This is the problem is like we've had this conversation – on uh, the Monday show, we've had this conversation in film rooms. We've had this conversation here in the post game show several times. It's a static situation, so I don't think that there's any new evidence to change our insight into it. It's just when it comes to breaking tackles, he's running hard. I thought today actually um, some of his runs where there wasn't anything and he put his shoulders down and basically red rovered through the uh, the offensive line. Those were some good runs. Those are good decisions, but he's just not getting as many opportunities. It seems to break good tackles 
good opportunities to then spin forward for extra yards. And I don't know, I, I can't tell you why, you know, even from a film perspective, watching all the different angles, it just, it's just not clicking at this point. Kevin Chandler is always unbelievably positive. In, in he is a big positive force on the Penn State, uh, you, the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel. He, th- he says, I think Manny Diaz and the defense answered the bell. Drew looks so comfortable and confident. He's saying 23-17 next week, beating the cheaters. Um, do you want to talk about the Michigan situation at all, Fitz? Do you want to talk about any of that? I don't know how to address it. We talked about it on the tailgate show if you want to hear more of those thoughts. But uh, how do you feel about that whole thing hanging over the game going into next week? I mean, number one, I don't I don't know it's a great thing for Penn State. Like, they are circling the wagons in Michigan. And that's, yeah, right. that's going to be something that they derive or that, that, that they pull their motivation from. And I don't know that that's great for Penn State. At the same time, like, hey, it's nice to – have your signals and not have somebody else have them. So that's, that, that is, you know, I can see that being balanced out. So I, I don't know enough about it. Like I said, it's, it, it's very funny to me, but I, I'll be very interested to see where the next step comes from the big 10. Like, it seems like the big 10 is trying to push and push and push, but like at the same time, the big 10 has a team that's going to be a top four team. Yeah. Like it's it, like, I've, I've seen this, this show before, like, and, and I'll, I'll be convinced that happens when it actually happens. Like, that's kind of where I'm at with this whole Michigan thing. What do you do with that? I know with, uh, with our uh, sister site at Michigan, there's not a lot of confidence that Jim Harbaugh is going to be back, but that's something that seems like it's changing every day. Like, so it's I, something I that happens every off season anyway. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. But this one, this one seems to have some teeth to it. So yeah. I'll be very curious to see what happens. I, I don't have any like new information or added information to help. Um, yeah. Other than some of the stuff is just comically comic genius in terms of like him showing up on central Michigan sideline, you know, it's just all that stuff. But yeah, there's gotta be some sort of repercussion for it. I just don't know what it is and I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Yeah, I think you make a great point there and something that you don't have to work that hard to follow the money, right? So you've got an opportunity once again for for the Big Ten, if all things fall right, to have maybe two teams in the college football playoff in the final year that there's four. It's a great storyline. You know, it's now you've got villains and heroes almost you've got not only bad blood but you've got people that are you know being accused of cheating and doing things the wrong way so now they're all upset and they're defending themselves and like you said the spears are out and the shields are up and tv loves that Mm -hmm. so you're not taking that away uh unless i don't know like the things if it's the things that came out this week felt like was that the the final thing that you felt like would push things forward of it felt like there's a lot of leaks coming about what Michigan was doing and all these things. And the internet sleuthing that's been going on on Twitter has been hilariously fun too. Um, it, it, you said, I'll believe it when I see it, but like I kind of get the sense that that might have been the last attempt to force the Big Ten and, and the powers that be to do anything. I, I don't know that it's the last attempt because we're seeing new stuff every day. Like I saw there was an email that came out today. I, I mean, there's just, there's, I think there's just, there's so much there. And yeah. That's why I think it would be very frustrating if there was no sort of end solution to this uh, from the Big Ten, from the NCAA, whatever, if, if you're not on the Michigan side of things. Um, I do. Yeah, I think there's, there's I, I don't know that there's a situation where you get to the end. Like if we're looking at some of the reporting, it says, hey, they keep finding stuff like they keep finding more stuff, like yeah. whether it's public Venmo transactions or whatever it's going to be. They just keep finding stuff. And that's not an ideal situation to be if you're the University of Michigan right now. Yeah, that's a good point. Like the 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 clip isn't empty. I guess it's just the public, the public display of it. Um, it 
I felt like it took us, it took a step forward. And you're right, it, it develop it's developing so quickly. I'm probably not up to date with all the information that has been released and the new stuff that has come out. Just going from like that to hey, it's Ryan Day that that paid for the detectives or whatever it was yesterday. I mean, it's just you you can't <laughs> like you can't write some of this stuff because it's it's too good. It's too good. Yeah. I just love the way they're like, you know what? We're not going to deny that we're cheating, but it was Ohio State that did it. They're the one. This, this is all a conspiracy. It's like you you didn't deny anything that happened. You just said, but Ohio State. Like I said on Twitter, like that was a Scooby-Doo villain level way to do that. Of like, and I would have gotten away with it too. Um, but the actual team fits. Talking about the players on the football field. You mentioned the scheme. I just want to bring up one person that I think is going to be a huge factor and it's not jj mccarthy the passer because he is good but their read option game putting players in conflict in space is what really was the problem last year for penn state that was the cherry on top of they got roman wilson back they had speed in the slot and then suddenly you can't it felt like penn state couldn't be right maybe there were other reasons penn state couldn't be right but they also had the players with speed in space to cause a lot of problems for Penn State and create some of those explosive plays outside of what they were doing in the run game. Um, how do you how do you see Penn State countering that? Do you think they're better situated to counter that this year with guys like KJ Winston in the lineup, or is it still going to be like a going to be a, a dicey thing where you're holding on by a razor's edge? I don't know that it's going to be dicey, and they've got some guys that can can fill holes and things like that. But you had Tig Brown last year, who was pretty darn good. Um, so yeah. like you you've still got opportunities for them. You know, to me, I think a lot of this is going to be, and I know this is going to get away from the run game, but like on Kalen King and Johnny Dixon on the outside, like how much do you trust those guys to take away those two guys on the outside so you can focus on the nine and nine on the uh, on, yeah. on the interior there? So like that's that's the big one for me. You saw in the fourth quarter today and the, and, and the third and fourth quarter today, what Penn State's defense looks like in an ideal situation where they are not put into the conflict that they're going to be put in next week with J.J. McCarthy, the runner. Like that's yeah. going to be the situation that puts them, as we said a little bit earlier, on their heels a little bit. And that's not necessarily a derogatory thing, but like that's just how you have to take an extra second to process it. And that's going to be something that, you know, might open them up a little bit. Um, they, they have not been great against mobile quarterbacks and they were not asked to stop a mobile quarterback today, even though we thought maybe try and run it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, with Tagovailoa, he still took a pretty good beating regardless. Um, so yeah, you've got an opportunity to put this defense in conflict and you're going to make Carter think you're going to make Kobe King think Curtis Jacobs, those guys. Um, so, you know, if it may not be a situation where the defensive tackles or the defensive line is the one that is responsible if Penn State does get gashed. And I think that that's yeah. the worry. That's the worrisome part here is how do you fill that? How do you how do you fill those gaps um, and uh, and do it from the second and third levels? I think that's the that's the part you got to get to, because it ain't Maryland like that. That is going to be a situation yeah. where they're going to you know exactly what Michigan's going to do. They're going to bring that hammer and they're going to try and go right at you. They just have a little bit more confidence, a little bit more um ability on the outside to to make it hurt in different ways yeah and th they bring a balance that uh maryland definitely didn't have as you pointed out it, getting tongue of Loa involved in the run game we've seen them try to do that this this year and uh uh oh this is so bad i'm looking at it for the first time like fully roman hemby had five carries for zero yards Oof. he's a good player too that's yes a, that's the thing. <laughs> um college game day is going to georgia next week by the way not penn state so oh, anyway, was holding out for that. Yeah. Uh, they, they, do you think the big noon uh, show big will be here? Kickoff is supposed to be there. So yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they get doing sets again. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer. 
Uh, we'll be there as well, by the way. The Penn State uh, Tailgate Show, presented in conjunction with Seven Mountains Media, is going to be live outside of the Bryce Jordan Center. Uh, it's a noon kick, so we'll be there at 9 a.m., bright and early. Have your eggs. Come on over. We're talking Penn State football, Penn State versus Michigan. Um, one of my favorite people to talk to, Aeneas Hawkins, just an awesome young broadcaster. We're going to be talking man. about the game he coming so up. Good. Then. Yeah. I mean, um, he's got he's got good genes, too. His, his uncle's pretty good at it, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, both in both things, you know, football, talking. Some people just they they get a little extra talent uh, in the in the genetics chain for some reason. Um, feeling like we we've covered a lot of good stuff here, Fitz. Is there? I know I asked you this earlier. Um, is there anything else that uh, the, the any more meat on the bone here for Penn State? Uh, again, I just want to uh, I want to highlight Drew Aller's play as a significant change in this offense what you saw today scheme is one thing but even against this is the thing i was impressed with fits when they were playing aggressive man coverage and you're throwing things at them uh maryland that they're not ready for and you're getting 30 yard completion against cover zero for, to keander lambert smith and then they shift and they go back to playing soft zone and Drew Aller, without hesitation, went back to the guy that took the easy access throw to the outside. And that, to me, is what makes this team dangerous if he's doing that going forward. Because he's able to do either, play the short game or be aggressive with the football down the field. That, you know, talking about balance, we always talk about complementary football. I asked James Franklin a thousand questions about balance. To me, if you can't threaten at multiple levels of the defense, you allow them to take things away by default. And in this game, Maryland couldn't take anything away from Penn State. The stats doesn't is not a 300-yard passing game, but this was in a total evisceration of their game plan coming in. If he can fight through a lot of that pressure next week, because he's going to be under pressure again, and keep the pressure out of his mind and just have it be surrounding him, Penn State's in the football game. I, I firmly believe that Penn State's offensive line is good enough that they'll be in the football game for three and a half, four quarters. Yeah, I think it's interesting because you look at the first month of the season and it's kind of flipped the script. I mean, you're scoring 60 points, you're scoring, you know, a, what was a 42 a game or something like that, but you didn't feel satiated by it. Like today, yeah. like there were late points here. So Penn State was what in the, the high 30s or something like that uh, for its first team offense, which is good. Like the hope doesn't come from the point total. The hope comes from the actual performance. And I think that's a great thing going into Michigan next week. Like that's, you know, I'm not saying Penn State's going to beat Michigan or anything like that, but like it's it's a situation where they got some of the fraudulence out there. And, uh, you know, I, there was a little bit more meat on this bone this week as I just continue to just dig into my bag of cliches there. So I think <laughs> well, I that, started off with that. Yeah, one. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in deep. I mean, we're 52 minutes in guys. Like well, I don't know, you're going to get cliches. It's going to happen. Um, no. So I, I think if you're going to derive hope from this game, it comes more from the performance than it does the end scoreline. And that's not something you could say all season long with this football team. Yeah, Penn State 51 15, and it felt like it. That's that's a great point. That um, even if 27 of those points came in the fourth quarter, uh, they did their work. I, I think that the third quarter only getting uh, a field goal that's going to be something I'm di I'm digging into. But we're 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 picking at uh, I'm okay. Here here's here's the reality. They had a five and a half minute drive, 11 plays, 70 yards. They took up a big chunk of the quarter and then they went three and out on the next drive. So they just didn't have enough opportunity in the third quarter. So I've already eliminated that from something I'm going to look at hard to find a lot of uh, criticisms in this game. It's just about the question that everyone in the chat wants to know fits. It's the question that everyone in the universe wants to know. And James Franklin, 
probably wants to know, can they do it next week against uh, against Michigan? Almost at Ohio State. I thought everyone was asking about Alex Falcons, who is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, so yeah. in his time in there. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Go with your strong ending instead of the kicker ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about Liam Clifford. I apologize. We did not talk about uh, Falcons or Liam Clifford on that on that punt. I thought that was blocked personally. I thought, and I was I don't surprised. Know how it wasn't personally. Like that was. I think somebody said he went for he went to block a right footed kicker, and it was a left footed punter. So, and <laughs> and and I absolutely get going after it because that's a twenty one nothing game. If he yeah. if he gets if he gets there, um, you take some of those chances, and unfortunately, it burned him. And it was you know, obviously the right call, but it burned them there. Um, and uh, yeah. What are you going to say about Falcons, except he just keeps doing like he's making it look easy. It's not an easy thing to do to kick a football, but he's making it look easy. And I think it's really cool because he's an awesome I would call him kid, but he's a, he's an older guy. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been really good to watch that consistency from the special teams. We didn't call Daquan Hardy's name all that much today. Didn't yeah. have to. But, you know, the, the the three guys there, Thompson, Falcons and Gabe Nwosu got the job done. Yep, and uh, they're going to need to be frosty again next week against Michigan. It's going to be zero margin for error. And the opportunity for a Big Ten championship backslash college football playoff run is still on the field. It's not going to be a cakewalk. We saw Rutgers. They are a tough out. The, Greg Schiano has done a great job building a resilient program, ultimately, it always is what it is when you have Marvin Harrison Jr. on the field for 37 snaps, 40 snaps. Eventually, he's going to do something ridiculous. That's kind of what the story was against that team. So Penn State has some things in the future, but it's right here in the middle of the windshield. Penn State, Michigan, the the second game that anyone cares about on the Penn State football schedule is here. So do a couple things as we end the show. The first thing is uh, have a good night. Enjoy the victory if you're a Penn State football fan. And the second thing is, is to in, in part of doing that, subscribe to BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. There is no reason to not dive in headfirst into recruiting, basketball, football, and oh, by the way, uh, big game information. We'll have all the things you need to know leading up to the game at the site. Uh, and by the way, you know, if you want to subscribe here to the YouTube channel as well, because I like to have fun here. And uh, if you do that, it lets me keep having fun and talking with smart people like Fitz. Fitz, thanks for coming on the show. This was a ton of fun. It's great. I uh, appreciate everyone dealing with my dogs. I apologize for that one. Did not see that one coming. That's the first, I think that's the first time this season. Um, but again, what he said, enjoy the win. Enjoy the evening. Enjoy the blood pressure going down from <laughs> a uh, 51 to 15 win over Maryland, uh, a, a good one for Penn State. Like we can, we can, you know, uh, split, split nails and everything like that. Split hairs. Sorry. I don't know why I'm splitting nails. I'm going into the cliche bucket again. If you couldn't tell <laughs> we, we can split hairs all we want, but, uh, that's, that was an impressive win for Penn State. Yep. And the next time you'll hear from us is on Tuesday, James Franklin moving his press conference to Monday. So we are going to be flipping our schedule around as well. So James Franklin's press conference Monday at noon, I should have said this days and days and days ago but i just get so excited every time we start talking about football i forget all the important adult things i have to say like hey the schedule coming up so tuesday 10 a.m is the next live show here from bwi live we'll be talking about james franklin we'll get more reaction from the game from some of the other guys including nate bauer is going to be on the show all that coming up here on the blue white illustrated youtube channel can't wait for it we'll talk to you then
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.